Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. And I'm open and honest. You answer the questions that come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Sound I'm very Yay, fantastic. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> to introduce you to Sarah Noll Wilson. How are you doing, Sarah? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I'm I'm doing really great. And I'm currently hanging out in our basement at our little podcast studio. So I'm I'm in the lower level of our house. Wonderful. In Des Moines, Iowa. Let's be really specific. So Let's I was right. saying geographically. So I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, in the I, United States right I now. I appreciate that specificity very much. And we all live in studios right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Sarah Noll Wilson is an executive coach and leadership development consultant who's been freeing elephants for 15 years. Sarah works with leaders to develop more powerful partnerships and helps teams uh, spot patterns that are keeping them from higher performance. And I think your mission to help leaders build and rebuild teams is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Sarah. No, I'm excited to be here and talk about that. Yay. And that's speaking of the elephant in the room, right? <laughs> fun up front. So my first, question to, uh, my first question to you is, uh, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? You know, this, this was, uh, there's a couple of different ideal clients, but I think the one that, that I want to talk about is, um, the, the person who's in a position of power and authority, right? That's how we define leaders, because I think leadership is an act, not, I think it's a verb. It's not a role, um, who are wanting to make a greater impact on the people that they serve and they just don't know how to do it or they're realizing that they're not doing it. Usually that's what's happening. You know, we get brought in when people realize they're not having the impact that they want. So essentially they see it from the impact that they're not having so they can see, oh, it's me. So, but mm -hmm. before that, it's kind of like more in the outside world, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they don't realize it's them yet, but you, <laughs> you know, we all play a role in, in, in right. the impact that we make. And so, yeah, so those, those are, those are some of the ideal clients we get to. Okay, with. understand. And so we are not perfect. And uh, so what are common mistakes uh, your clients make when trying to solve that problem, that initial kind of like hurdle that uh, they they are facing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they get caught in the land of good intentions, that they think their intentions are enough, that because I hope to be a good leader, I want to be a good leader, you know, I want to be empathetic, I want to be caring, that they're not always looking at when there's a gap between how they're showing up and the actual impact that they make. And that's that's where, you know, self-reflection and self-awareness becomes really, really critical um, to, to the work that we do. Wonderful. I'm just curious. So do you do uh, monitoring also in your work? So it's kind of like, so they can re really reflect on it or you know, I'm just curious because I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one of the, you know, um, we've explored and experimented with that. You know, what's challenging with monitoring is we know that people change and they show up differently when they're being watched and observed, right? The Hawthorne effect. But one of the things that we do, we call it a gap audit. And it's where we will um, 
we talk to people, we interview people that they work with and we're able to, you know, people are always like, are people going to be honest with you? I'm like, no, we usually get them pretty honest. And, and so what we do is we put together patterns um, and collect really specific stories so that they can see and understand here's, here's the actual impact. Here are the words that people use to describe working with you, working for you. And um, so that's one of the tools we use, but a lot of times, by the time someone's reaching out to us, it's because they've already received some type of feedback that's different than how they want to show up. Wow, Ron, thank you for, for clarifying and going a little yeah. bit deeper here with me. It's, uh, I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. So before I ask Sarah, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Sarah, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? Yeah, we, you know, the, one of the practices we use is we call it a courageous audit. And what that looks like is that a lot of times when we think about behaviors we want to change or the impact we want to make, we think about what's the things I'm going to do new or differently to make that happen. And what we actually want is to invite people to think about and reflect on what are the things I'm doing that's getting in the way. So I think that that question of being able to be really courageous with yourself, whether it's about your behavior, whether it's about your team's behavior, what are we doing that's actually getting in the way of the very thing that we say we want to accomplish? We, you know, one of the ways we think about this is if our foot on the gas is our goal, right? I want to be a great leader. I want to make this impact. I want us to do X, Y, and Z. We have to understand where our foot is on the brake. And so being able to be courageous enough to ask that question and answer it, I mean, asking it is one thing, but answering it honestly and and being really honest of, yeah, okay, I want to be a better listener and I interrupt people. I want to be a better listener and I make judgments as they're talking. Like these are things that I'm doing. And so that 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 is a really, really important and powerful practice if people are willing to be honest with themselves. I love that. And, uh, you know, it's so true. You know, the courage comes with uh, the answer. <laughs> Just facing yeah, the answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Here we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, asking it is one thing. Yeah. <laughs> the answering it honestly a, is A lot another. of questions, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so, um, Sarah, I want to give you the platform to also share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that or also in a broader sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the the resource that would one of the resources that would go along with that was an article that I wrote for Harvard Business Review earlier this year that was about the common ways that leaders can be unintentionally dismissive to their team members and strategies for what it looks like to be emotionally supportive. I'd be happy to send the link so you can share it in the show notes, but um but that outlines really specifically things like, you know, somebody comes to you and they're struggling and you say, you know, it's not that big of a deal, Sarah. And and now I feel dismissed as a person. And so the impact you're having is different. Your your intention is to make me feel better, but the impact you're having is I actually am leaving feeling worse. And so that that would be a an easy tool that outlines specific things we say and do that, that get in our way and things we can say or do to actually make the impact we want. Sounds like a fantastic resource. Of course, we'll put the link in the show description is that kind of like addressing the ping pong situation of communications, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, Sarah, let's address the elephant in the room, right? So yeah. To make that, <laughs> what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? <laughs> I think this is a 
a challenging question, actually, because we've just only started. So I don't know what questions you're going to ask. Um, you know, as I was reflecting on this, the, the thing that was coming up for me was what what are some of the key lessons that people take away when they start on this journey? Um, that's something I've been reflecting about a lot lately, um, especially related to navigating conflict. Um and having those difficult conversations. So, so what are what are the key insights people have when they start doing the work on elephants? Would be the question I would love and, to explore with you. You care for uh, an answer to that? What, what, yeah. What is it? What is well, the status right now? It's, yeah. Well, it's it's you know I think every group is different, but we you know we just worked with a very large group recently, and and at the end of our time together, we always ask them to think about how their thinking has changed. You know, and we ask them the really beautiful question or statement, fill it in. I used to think now I think. And and probably the two most consistent uh, insights people gain when they start paying attention to how do we have conversations that are difficult? How do we show up more authentically, vulnerably? How do we navigate conflict? Is that first realizing that conflict isn't bad? That's like the first aha is people realize conflict's actually normal, necessary, and it's going to happen whether you avoid it or not. <laughs> I mean, it's just there. Humans are different. We have different values, different opinions, different experiences, different cultures. Uh, and then the second is the number of people who will share. I used to think that my job in a moment of confrontation or conflict was to be right. And now I realize that it is my job to listen and to learn. So those 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 have been weighing on my mind and heart uh, recently. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing this these wonderful insights and your thinking and your experiences with the uh, with the love uh, with the love <laughs> with the work of your clients. <laughs> But I assume you love your work, right? So Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. I I hear you. So this brings me to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? I I love this question so much. I love it so much because You know, I'll answer it in a moment, but for people who are thinking about it, because I'm sure your listeners think about what, how would they answer it? And I love it because our questions are fateful. So it's hard not to just immediately go through the like number of moments. So one, thank you for asking that question. I think it's such a gift of a question pretty recently, actually. So we, uh, just a week ago celebrated my, um, brother's wedding and, It wasn't a normal wedding in the sense of uh, there was a lot of, um, they had to go through immigration to make it happen. So it's been about two years in the making for them to finally get together. And my now sister-in-law uh, brought with, you know, to our family, her amazing son, uh, Santiago, and who's 10. And part of part of the wedding was doing a ceremony that I was able to actually co-create with Santiago to formally bond the three of them together. And I think the moment that like I get goosebumps thinking about it now is um, I asked him if he wanted to say anything at the ceremony, uh, the sand ceremony where they were filling up this, you know, a container with different colors of sand to represent their commitment. And he was like, I do want to do a speech. And like to see my my new little nephew um, to speak so openly and vulnerably in this room of a hundred people, and to also just see this family come together—that it was just so long in the making. Um, 
just brings lots of smiles to every every ounce of my heart and being just thinking about that moment. Mm, what a beautiful uh, experience. Uh, thank you for sharing this wonderful Goosebumps moment. I'm teary right now, so this yeah. is really well well accomplished. <laughs> it, so well, much. I mean, just to like, you know, when I when we were planning for it, I asked Santiago, I said, what, before the wedding, I said, what, what does this wedding mean to you? You know, and he goes without a beat. He goes, it's a dream come true, Sarah, because I finally get a dad. And that's that's pretty special. That's very, very strong. Very strong. Wow. Yay. Um, mission accomplished. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> amazing goosebumps moment. Thank you for sharing. Also, thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.